I would like to just give a few examples of what we've done in Tamil Nadu over the decades to have a relatively level playing field. And this goes back to uh, the early days when, you know, there was a question of female infanticide and the notion of uh, the cost of women or girl children. And one of the ways that we broke that was to say that marriages no longer needed to be expensive affairs. So Tamil Nadu legislated the Self-Respect Marriage Act, which said that you could just get together in front of uh, elders and the community could declare the marriage done and the government would register it and you wouldn't have to go through all these expenses, which was one of the big reasons people were worried about having, you know, girl children. Of course, we've had a reservation in jobs, a reservation in education. After our government came to office, I was the Minister for Finance and Human Resources of the government. We legislated the reservation in government jobs to go up to 40% from 30%, which means that effectively, in many of these cases, the actual female enrollment was more than 50%, because while 40% was reserved, the remaining 60% was open based on merit. So actually women scored, you know, significantly in that percentage as well. My chief minister made several campaign promises uh, on behalf of the party during our election campaign related to women. And I just uh, will list a few of the things that we have implemented. Uh, we extended the maternity leave period for women in government jobs to one full year. We provided free bus transportation for women so that uh, they could have the independence to go and work without requiring transport from anybody or worrying about the cost of uh, bus service. We um, rephrased the original incentive program for education, which was getting gold and money for getting married. And we reframed that and we said, we'll actually give you a continuous scholarship for as many years as you stay in Polytechnic or ITI or college because, and I said this on the floor of the assembly when I was finance minister, I said at one point getting married used to be the highest aspiration. Now it should be economic independence based on your own education and your own skills and your own job. So we rephrased that program or reframed it. Um, Starting last year at a pilot level and this year full-time, all elementary school children in Tamil Nadu at government schools get free breakfast, frees up the women to be able to go and do their work without having to worry about cooking at 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. And finally, in the last month, our chief minister has fulfilled the campaign promise to deliver uh, 1,000 rupees a month to women head of households as a supplemental income uh, to the bottom of the pyramid. So these actions, I think, match the philosophy that we have had for more than 100 years from the 1921 legislation. And the consequence of that, I'd like to say, we see in the results. Uh, roughly 90% of girls at 18 graduate high school in Tamil Nadu. That is not true of all states. It's not even true of all rich states. Even relatively rich states like Gujarat, that number is closer to 50%. 42% of women employed in manufacturing, and this is probably the best statistic I'll give you today. 42% of all women employed in manufacturing in India work here in Tamil Nadu alone. 
We are 6% of the population and we have that many high paid manufacturing jobs in Tamil Nadu. So these, I think, uh, are a good complement to what you have all been talking about, what I remember from my years in the corporate world about the value of diversity, of inclusion, of how important it is to match the makeup of your team to the makeup of the society you aim to serve as a bank, as a uh, FMCG company, as any other big corporate. And uh, in fact, I was, by coincidence, reading in my email today from the Financial Times a study that was put out by BlackRock, uh, the big investment company, uh, and came out, I think, in the last couple of days. And it shows that companies that have more representation of women end up having outperformance in actually stock returns and performance. And this is a big study that came out. It's a public document. But it shows that um, there's been some improvement. There's a 29% outperformance by companies that are more diverse. And yet the glass ceiling is still quite persistent because this representation goes down as the level of seniority increases. I will just touch on a couple of experiences of my own as I conclude. And the first thing I want to say is at least nine of the 10 companies that won here I have either traded with when I was a trader on Wall Street or I've worked for as a consultant or I've hired them as a consultant to my company or I have friends in relatively high office mostly because of our age. We're all reaching that age where my friends are like in Citigroup or in IBM or in other companies close to the C-suite or in the C-suite. So I'm not surprised that uh, such large global firms tend to outperform but I was also very happy to hear that in the first year of this award, it was almost 100% multinationals. And now of the top 100, maybe 60% are local companies. So the culture is spreading. I'll just say that uh, in my own case, I grew up, though I went to boarding school and it was co-educational, at some level, I didn't really understand the value of uh, inclusion or diversity until I went to the US. And in grad school, many of my professors, including one of my PhD advisors, was uh, a, a woman. And I understood the great value of having strong women leaders, um, both in advisory capacity and mentoring capacity. That continued during my term in consulting. Many of my clients and my contract uh, writers, the executives at the large companies I work for, uh, were actually women who gave me the contract and the level of empathy and the human perspective that they brought to the role impressed me. I spent some time on Wall Street, my earliest mentors as traders, and I was an anomaly on Wall Street. I was, I think, the oldest associate in the history of Lehman Brothers uh, at the age of 35. I made it to MD by 42, so that was okay. but. When I went in, the language was alien to me, the culture was alien to me, I didn't understand anything. And there were two uh, senior traders who were women who actually helped me navigate and come up uh, the system. Uh, at Stanchart, I prided myself that when I was global head of a few products, I had the most number of women managing directors and uh, directors who reported to me of any vertical in my trading business. 
And uh, in my term in public service, or actually I must also say that at Lehman, when I set up uh, a global capability center, as they're called now, probably the most advanced one in the world at the time, uh, I found that because we recruited only at IITs at the undergraduate level, we got too much groupthink, and it was about 90% plus male. So in the two years that I shaped the program, we expanded to go to um, non-IITs, both in engineering, but also non-engineering schools. And so we went to places like Xavier's and St. Stephen's and LSR and SRCC and so forth. And in two years, the ratio changed from 90, 95% male to probably 60% male, 40% female in the two years that I ran the recruiting. And it created a much better diverse pool and though Lehman went bankrupt, I'm very happy to say that almost all the people I recruited in those years have gone on to have brilliant careers in finance, in hedge funds, in asset managers around the world. Very few of them are in India now, though this operation was in Mumbai. In public service, uh, when I became an MLA, I focused a lot on the pressure points of women's everyday lives, which is uh, fair price shops or ration shops. I built many of them. And I built about 13 Anganwadis or early childcare centers uh, using my MLA constituency development funds. I've continued to focus on those areas as a minister. And most importantly, I would say the big initiative I've taken in my two and a half years as minister is to create self-help groups in uh, tailoring, in uh, computer training, in nursing, in product making. And uh, we get them orders, we get them loans, and we get them customers, and we make sure that they are a viable business and they can stand on their own. And uh, I suspect, I suspect the first time I stood for election, I won by about 5,000 or 6,000 votes, the second time by about 34,000 and change votes. If I run again, I suspect that number will be more than 50% because I have focused on these self-help groups and empowered these women. But at any rate, uh, for these reasons, I think uh, I accepted the invitation, cut down my sleep, hopefully didn't bore you to death. I'm petrified at what our host is going to <laughs> say about me. But, uh, but I'm very, very happy to be part of this event, to congratulate all the winners, to wish you uh, continued success in your efforts to make a more diverse, more successful, uh, inherently more equitable and inclusive workspace, and set the example uh, based on your success for others to follow. Uh, and I wish you a fun evening. Thank you very much.